0: Hey brother!
1: Hello brother!
0: Welcome to season six, episode six of Match Wits. I'm your host Steve, alongside my younger brother Chris. Say hi, Chris. Hello, Chris. You always pay you, me
1: in a corner, like you give me that order, and I just have to say oh, hello. So I didn't know how to say anything, so I'm just going to say that from now on. There you go. Come up with a catchphrase.
0: <laughs> uh, if you're new to this podcast, Match Wits is a nostalgia-infused pop culture podcast where we go toe-to-toe on a number of different topics. This week's topic is video games. Uh, but before we jump into video games, we have a couple of a couple of things we want to cover uh, in this episode. I don't know that we need to go too much into the the spoiler alert, but we do talk a lot about movies. Um, also, a new feature uh, to this to this week's uh, a podcast. Uh, if you remember, if you're a, a listener that's listened to some of the prep prior shows uh, in season six, here uh, we had a couple of bets, uh, one dollar bets. So this new feature, we're calling it the Dimwit. Right, which is a uh, Chris is currently at minus two dollars, yep. uh, and here's how it works: if we disagree on on a fact. Uh, we'll, we'll do a uh, live on the air uh, fact check, and then the loser pays a, a dollar. And We're just keeping tabs of it right now. So I think it was the last episode uh, Chris was wrong on the fact that Helen Slater and Christian Slater were actually related. That's a common misconception, so I, I want a dollar there. Also <laughs> that James Spader was not part of the Brat Pack. It was actually Andrew McCarthy. Again, maybe, maybe those two are a little easily confused, but again, I, I still I still debate the fact
1: that I believe Spader is in the Brat Pack. He's not. I do. I do. And regardless of what the internet claims, it, he's in it. So shut up. But, but I, I'll still but pay the dollar.
0: Whatever. What, what movie was he in with any with Jud Nelson or any of the others? Wasn't he in St. Almost Fire? He was in
1: Less Than Zero. Was, I, I know think that.
0: you're think, he's not, he's thinking of Andrew McCarthy. Okay.
1: Less Than Zero. <laughs> yeah. What about Andrew McCarthy and Robert Downey Jr. In Less Than Zero? Yes. I'll put a dollar on that. That Spader's in. Oh less man, than zero. you're
0: digging yourself deeper on Spader. i Less than zero.
1: And that was Robert Downey Jr. And Andrew Mm -hmm. McCarthy might be in it, but I'm saying Spader is in it. That's the dollar bet. And I freaking love James Spader. If you don't watch the blacklist, you should, if not only for his character. All right. He was in it. Ah! But Andrew McCarthy
0: is higher billing. It was the three main were Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz, and Robert Downey Jr. Spader was fourth billing.
1: Spader was in it, though. That was the bet. Dollar Mm -hmm. back. Ha-ha!
0: All right, fair enough. Ne- negative one. All right, so that's the the dim whip feature. Now we're down. <laughs> oh, okay, we're down at negative one. Negative <laughs> I'm gonna one. To tr- Chris. I'm going to
1: trick you into so many dollar bats, dude. You're, you're going to be like negative seven uh, I, by the end of this. Episode. I got one.
0: I got one lined up here for you. I think. Um, all right, so we're also going into the mailbag this week. Um, we had a, a, a listener call you out on the fact that you didn't actually do a Six Degrees of of Kevin Bacon. You put yourself to Kevin Bacon, but you did not do Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay. So I came up with one for you that you're going to do live here on the air Uh, and see if you can do it. Now, the question is, do you want it it to be a uh, dollar bet? Sure. All right, hold on, I'm trying to...
1: And don't pull out some level dude that hasn't been in anything since like you have to give me well, I guess you can do whoever you want but you have to at least give me a movie that they were in that I would know that's my only if it's going to be a dollar bet
0: that's okay. my only requirement. all right you ready yep it, there's somebody I think we all know we all love um, he's been in so many movies that it's actually it was quite confusing I I kind of spec out one that uh, we'll walk through if you fail I uh, Ernest Borgnine, go. Okay, Ernest Borgnine was in. Oh, and, and, no, and no cheating. You can't, get, you can't hop no, on. No, I Iron don't have anything right in now. front of me. Er, I will give Borg you hints, nine. though, if you need them.
1: Ernest Borgnine was in. Is he in a bridge over the River Kwai with Alec Guinness? You have to check these for me because I'm going to start walking through. Hold
0: on. Let me... I should have had this keyed up.
1: Probably. You at least need to check it for me.
0: I just thought you throw your hand up in the air and say, "No, I can't do it."
1: No, I can do it. <laughs> uh, I'll get I'll get there eventually. I'm, I, why do I remember him as like a, a chauffeur? Is that Annie?
0: Um. Oh man, what year would a vision with the river choir would have been? That's like sixties, seventies. Yeah.
1: probably late sixties. I think you're thinking
0: of Mikhail's Navy.
1: <laughs> was he in McHale's Navy? Because that makes it a lot easier. He was the in the one? original, yeah. No, was he in the one with Tim Curry, the the remake?
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah,
1: was he? All right, that makes it a lot easier because Tim Curry was in Legend with Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. Oh, come on! <laughs> that
0: was freaking two. Ugh. Back to even. But I gave it. But I gave it away to you. Like it doesn't right.
1: matter. We're I, gonna call gave that a tie. That is not a tie.
0: How is that a tie? Because I you gave, gave you Mikhail's Navy. You never came to up with it. I have to talk it out.
1: What was was he in in a Bridge over River Kwai? Because then I can get to that relatively easily right, too. What, but
0: what, what you were a Bridge over the River Kwai? Been no. Look up. 60s. Look up
1: Alec. Just look up Bridge over the River Kwai. Do I have to do this for you? What do you want? No,
0: no. And then we're gonna read mine because mine's much better than your Tim Curry stuff,
1: dude. Legend. Like I want to make a movie with. His Lord of Darkness character, yeah, he's in a wheelchair and he's probably dying shortly. But that character is always terrified to hell out of me. He said he'll never do something with that much
0: prosthetics ever again. Nineteen fifty-seven. There
1: you go. Sorry. But was he in, Alec Guinness was in a Bridge Over the Requai, Correct. He was. And Ernest Borgnine? Mm, no. Again, no. you're thinking Mikhail's Navy. He was in I other. He was in other military movies besides Mikhail's Navy.
0: And he was in the original and the reboot. That's, okay. He,
1: See well, that makes what's it what's easy. right. So we're going to go
0: through mine. Mine's much better. He was <laughs> oh, in the sh- Dirty Dozen TV movie.
1: Okay. That's that was my other way. Because then you can go to Telly Savalas and last day of Pompeii he, he did. Wait, he did who die. was? Uh, who's the the original <sighs> Death Wish? Charles Bronson. Bronson's in Dirty Dozen. Yeah, but this was a TV movie, Dirty Dozen. Okay. I believe movie? Dirty Dozen was a TV movie Oh
0: man I can't believe I gave it away to you I need to pick another one <laughs> All right. So here's what I did So doing research I was like oh man There's so many movies to pick from And I didn't use like the cheating set. I was like trying to figure my way through it So Ernest Borg 9 To Charlie Sheen and All Dogs Go to Heaven 2
1: Ugh That's
0: Charlie voice Sheen acting de- What?
1: That's voice acting I know Isn't But still it? Okay. Can I finish? Yes <laughs>
0: Charlie Sheen to Keith David in Men at Work. Okay. (laughs) Keith David to Matt Dillon in There's Something About Mary. Okay. Matt Dillon to Kira Cedric in Singles. Kira Cedric to Kevin Bacon in Pirates.
1: So you just went for the esoteric one so you could talk about the weird movies that you referenced? (laughs) Because there's easier ways to get there. Like, you go to Charlie Sheen, why don't you go to, like, Red Dawn or... Fair is beautiful. You know what I mean. Like, there's easier ways to get there. You went like two steps further than you needed to.
0: Uh, yeah, I went a little more, a little more obscure, I right? Can't believe I gave it away though.
1: You, were you trying to flex? You're flexing your filmic knowledge muscles. Like, is no, that what you're trying to do? I was. I was
0: to... really. I really wanted to pay homage to Keith David. Okay.
1: That was my thing. Because he... Keith David friggin owns. <laughs> I love <laughs> everything. Like, met the at work thing. and something about Mary. Yeah. Oh, or, or the thing, or or they live. The greatest, one of the greatest cinematic fights in movie history.
0: There you go. That's why, again, that's why I wanted to, I wanted to roll him in there.
1: All sure. right. So. And the voice of the gargoyle, the head gargoyle in the Gargoyles animated TV series, right? Oh, Goliath. Yeah.
0: Y- yes. Oh, God, that, that's good. How's that's that a whole... pulling out of thin air for you? Yeah, brother. that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a huge, that was such a good series. We'll talk, we'll, I want to do a whole thing on Gargoyles, that's, that's good. <laughs> but, alright, so for that one, um, uh, technically I guess we're back to even then, because I'll give you yes, a dollar even though I blew it, I blew it, I was trying to That's not my fault, the, the, the
1: bet was is I could get from Ernest Borgnine to Kevin Bacon, and I did it in three steps, so you and whoever wrote in and told you to call me out on it can suck it.
0: Well, they just said you never did one. and I didn't. You didn't ask. You're the host. All right. So now I ask, and now I'm regretting (laughs) And now you're 0 for 2. All right. So we're moving on. All right. So we are moving on to video games, and specifically arcade games. So 1981, Pac-Man Fever takes the world by storm.
1: You still have this on... Didn't you have the little single on vinyl? I remember playing
0: it a bunch on a record player. Hold on. Wait, gotta wait for the chorus. But, you know, I had the full, full LP of this.
1: All right. I always only remember the single, like the little one, the little 45.
0: At the peak of One Hit Wonders was Pac-Man Fever, 1981, and I think there was Going Berserk was on there. I still I still have the record. I don't think I have the cover to Pac-Man Fever, but I know I still have the record. I think it's warped. Uh, Probably. I, it was warped I, when we had it as kids. I, I think so. But I remember playing the hell out of that yep. in our dining room on our Philco stereo in 1981, and... You know, it's a great lead into the fact that in in that time period, the early '80s, like arcade arcade games were such a thing. They were such a part of pop culture. They were a total part of of my childhood. Again, this is where I think when we shine a light on arcade games, we're going to show uh, the 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 age gap between you and I, right? The, sure. Even uh, because it was much like music and movies, right? Arcade games were constantly being were evolving. The technology was evolving. The gameplay was evolving. The whole, the whole thing was evolving.
1: Sure. And, and, you, and you, the, how, how quickly and exponentially it grew. The technology got so, so good so fast. We went from, I remember playing Space Invaders in those kind of simple games. And then the next thing I know, I'm playing Mortal Kombat 3 with legitimate fatalities and blood
0: and everything. So, yeah, it moved quick. And it was, but it was in, and we're going to talk about movies a little bit later. I mean, it was, it, it made its way into the movies of the time. There were movies set around them and we, we want to, we want to get into that. But for me, it was such, you know, I, you look back, I mean, and again, I'm much seven years old is a big deal. Um, so at that time period, you know, that we're not, we're not quite at the consoles yet. Or if we are, we're like Atari 2600. Sure. Um but the twenty six hundred, the technology wasn't up to what you could get in um, in an actual arcade game. They tried, sure. but it was not one to one. You know, Pac Man on the twenty six hundred was much different than Pac Man uh, in the arcade game. Yeah, you know, it was it was more of a cheap imitation at that point. But oh, absolutely. The idea of playing it on your television at home there was a whole allure uh, around that. And the, the the thing for me is, in you know, the idea of uh, you know, you would go out with your friends, you would go to wherever had an arcade game, and they were everywhere. It wasn't everywhere. like you always had to go to an arcade. They were in convenience stores. They were in department stores. They were in restaurants. They were they were everywhere. Anywhere you could fit one of those machines, they would put them in because they were a draw. Sure. Right? They, they would, That would drive people to go to certain places to, to play certain games, particularly if you're a kid, right? And... Um, you know, what, what I did here and I, I, I think you sent me a picture of your list so we can (laughs) go through, um, and talk about some of these places that we went to and the, and I can immediately associate games with that location at that time. Like I just remember going there and quarters were hard to come by. You would go to the location. You would, if there's somebody playing, you put your quarters up Up top and hope there wasn't
1: it there wasn't a gap that it would fall down into the machine itself and you lost the quarter (laughs) right right you're like oh then you're out
0: oh like Um, nobody's
1: up next and you put it up there and then the guy standing in line's like yeah i did the same thing you just have to hold your quarter
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah yeah but that was the way you claimed like you claimed your spot in line and and when newer games were out i mean you wait half hour hour Till somebody oh, ran out of quarters, and if there's somebody good, like you're like, oh man, this is gonna suck. I'm gonna be here forever waiting for this guy to die. Then I'm gonna get on, and then I'm gonna have the pressure of the person behind me. And if you're new and you suck, you're like, oh man, this is a lot of peer pressure. I got, I got, to, I got to show yep. out for this, and then you're out. Your quarters are gone, and you're like, well, Steve, that I, was fun. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow.
1: I clearly remember getting dropped off at the mall and going to tilt the, the one that was right by the the movie theater in the Mill Creek Mall with a handful of quarters and walking in and just playing. Consistently for like two, two and a half hours, and whoever it was came back and got us. But I used to bring a notepad. Like when Mortal Kombat, the original, was really big because you there was no internet. You couldn't go look for the fatalities. You had to learn them from somebody that already kind of knew them. So I used to take a notepad, and anytime I saw something new, I would ask the person, how do you do it? We well, have to go down, down right, and then right, and then roll it in A, B at the same time. And I was like, oh, okay. And I would jot it down like, all right, Johnny Cage's fatality is this. And I used to keep that notepad with me at all times in case I learned something else.
0: But, but that's what so, you did. Right. Well, and a little bit different, like, it, you know, or they had books on the the patterns, like Pac-Man, Pac-Man had patterns to win. Sure. And they would put out, you know, put out books. And, like, they were the, they were the early, the, the book for the early rendition of the cheat codes, right? It was like, this, mm-hmm. is, how you, this is how you beat the game. So, quick, so, and again, I don't know, we can bet a dollar on this. There was two arcades in the mall. There was yep. Tilt and Red Baron. Yep. And I... I always get them backwards. So you saying Tilt was by the movie theater.
1: But Tilt was across from the movie theater, and Red Baron was over by the Orange Julius, down in that tucked in a corner. Red Baron was the smaller one, and Tilt was the big one, I believe. All right. Tilt was the real big one. Like, as soon as you walked in, right by, right by the movie theater, it would have been on your right-hand
0: side. And then Yeah, you know, I know. Was... Right across from Record Den. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I'm pretty sure that was Red Baron. Was it? Yep.
1: I so don't we, know. I I have no way to look it up. I don't know yeah, how to look I it up. We couldn't even either. figure out how to d- settle the Erie versus skatery <laughs> debate. Like everyone <laughs> that I asked said Erie, and told me to tell you you were wrong and everybody that you talked to said the opposite. So. Uh,
0: well, and I found that it was actually called the original skatery was actually the incorporated name of that establishment which don't has care. been in business forever. Nope. Anyways, I'm we'll, wrong. I will do research offline and we'll we'll pick this up. I'll, I'll post it on Twitter or whatever, but we'll pick it up. I'm pretty sure Red Baron was across from Record Dan until it was down by the pizza shop at the part of the mall that nobody went to, except to go to that arcade. Except like, to go it to, to that like arcade. Because if wasteland. you walked in and
1: the one was super, super crowded, you would go to the other one. Like exactly. I remember when they got that Time Traveler game. Do you remember that? The hologram. Oh, the, the
0: holographic one. The super, super hard holographic <laughs> one where you had like a split
1: second to decide to go left or right, and that was the only part of the game. And the only reason you played it is because it looked so cool. But when that was super popular, that... Arcade would get crazy, crazy crowded. So you would go down to the other crappy one that had all the standbys, had Operation Wolf and all of the other games right. down there, too.
0: But And Red Baron, are, uh, OK, the one across from the movie theater, across the sure. record end, was obviously the better arcade. Oh, yeah. It had better music, It yep. was, uh, better games. It was just it was just better. It was better. Tilt, not quite as good games, more spread out. It's not not quite as good. But my draw for tilt was, Tecmo Bowl. Sure. Right. So the massive two monitor four player, not mm-hmm. the Tecmo Bowl that you played on the NES and you you were you were you were, um, Moon or whatever and you would just kill everybody. Not that. The precursor to that was a Tecmo Bowl game where there was no kicking. It was nope. it was you, you you on fourth down you went for it all the time and you could throw. And you could and you could run, and you 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 and your teammate played against two other people. It was awesome. And the break tackles you had to wiggle the joystick. Yep. That was a that I remember playing that with Dave Joint and, and and others in that back corner of that other arcade, not the one across from Record I'll call it Tilt. And for hours, like hours, put a dip in, go in there <laughs> with a with a with a coke and and yep. play, you know, as much even when it got a job and like sixteen, we'd go in there and, and play something to do. Sure. Um and then later in life when and, and this was kinda of when arc, arcade games were coming back in on eBay, I found a Tecmo bowl in Philly, paid three hundred bucks for it on eBay, <laughs> I borrowed somebody's truck and I and I owned I owned a Tecmo Bowl for what 10 years I had it yep. and then I finally sold it to a pizza place in the Midwest somewhere which is it was one of the rarer games on killer list of video games So anybody wants to kind of do their homework on um, video games it, you go out to KLOV and they have the like it's the it's the Wikipedia of video games and Tecmo Bowl is one of the more <laughs> rare ones and the one they have listed there and the one that all well, the pictures of it are actually the one I had I've only yeah. ever seen one other one that was in disrepair at, a, at an arcade place in Virginia so, all right. So that so you're so for for you or the the other or for me the other one at the mall that I remember. So Tecmo Bowl was again that was my go-to. The other one I liked was Karate Champ, and I think they had yep. it at both ones. Uh, I remember playing it at the again the the, the non-run by Record Den. We'll call it, sure. it um, where you play with the two joysticks and you bounce back and forth. And like, yep. I just remember playing the playing the hell out of that game. And I then, played that
1: um, at Skate Erie. I remember that being at Skate Erie is one of the ones that I used to Scary. always play Skate Erie. <laughs> I, but I remember that being one of the ones that I always played there, along with like Cruising USA and Road Blasters and the original. I think it was the Star Wars trilogy where it had like the handle and you could either do like the different levels and stuff. But yeah,
0: all right. I so loved, what, what did you have for what did you have for the for the mall? Like what did you have in your in your well, list for the So
1: my my list bleeds together because there was a when I first started at Penn State in ninety seven, there was three on campus casino or like they they called them casinos, but they were they were arcades basically. They had places where you could you could play skee ball and all that sort of stuff. But there was one that we used to always go to called Playland. And Playland was open twenty four hours a day and we learned that the guys that worked there you could bring Bottles of alcohol in as long as they were in brown paper bags. We used to go there every night after the bars let out, grab a quart of Yingling from the dollar or from the, the bottle shop on the way home, put it in a brown paper bag, and then go play video games until four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. So my list is split evenly between the ones that I played growing up at the mall and then this soft spot I have for this arcade at Penn State that we used to always go to. But the mall was always the original Mortal Kombat and then Mortal Kombat Two. See, I was big in the pinball because I didn't feel like waiting in lines. But we're not we discussed not talking about pinball games, but I loved pinball games from the time that we started playing at Uncle Pat's house in the basement of his, wasn't it called blackjack or like Royal, Royal Flush. Flush? Royal Flush. Flush. Yeah. yeah. But we used to play that constantly. So then anytime we went anywhere like the Seidenberger club or any place with our parents, I'd always go and try to find either the arcade game or the pinball game. And I always chose pinball over it. But, but when I was in, in, grade school slash early high school it was always mortal Kombat was my was my jam that was what right. i used to always go put that and then nba jam dude nba jam is oh my still god one of the greatest arcade god. games of all time oh my like, god i totally
0: forgot about that one. we
1: used to i mean people you, there was a, a, a rotation of guys that used to always play and like we all kind of had our teams like i was always the seattle supersonics with sean kemp and gary payton because they were unstoppable like but like everybody else had their teams that they always played with and we always had, like, an agreement that we didn't use the cheat codes to get, like, Air Willis, which was, you know, one of the secret guys that you could get mm-hmm. or do any of those. Everybody gets on fire immediately. Cheats. We were just like, nope, straight up. We're going to play. And we used to get super competitive, like, pushing each other away from the, <laughs> the the controls and stuff like that. But when when as soon as you mentioned we were going to talk about arcade games, Mortal Kombat and NBA Jam were the first two. Because I'm a hoops guy from when I was friggin. Six or seven years old. I think I was twelve when Bird retired, and I was sad. Mm-hmm. Name another twelve-year-old from Erie, Pennsylvania, that was sad that Larry Bird retired. So right,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, and I totally forgot. I mean, I didn't go through an exhaustive list, but I totally forgot about NBA Jam. That was a little bit later, right? That was that was. Yep. But for me, it was Arch Rivals. Sure. Right. The basketball game where you could, where you could like, pull, <laughs> pull their pants down and pull stuff. their
1: pants down and <laughs> punch them in the face. <laughs> Well, there was other ones. Steve, think about uh, the original Punch-Out, not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, because I don't think the endorsement came until he signed the the NES one. So it was just, remember, it was was just the original Punch-Out. You were clear, clear. and the the knockout punch, what ended up being the star punch on the the Nintendo version, was the big red button on the side, so you would build up your thing, and then you would just smack it as hard as you could, and that would be the big uppercut. But, man, I played that game.
0: Yeah. A ridiculous amount. I'm, I'm with you. So anyways, I want to uh, there's a whole lot, bunch in here we got to get through. So, let's go back to pinball real quick. Um because I do want to touch on that even though we're not going deep in that, but you you know. <laughs> pinball is a big part of uh, of my growing up, particularly in my teen years like going past when I would stopped going to the arcades to hang out, we would go to the 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 Gold Crown. Yep.
1: Andy's. And
0: and my buddies would play would play pool. We'd take turns playing pool on a table and I I was not good at pool. I just didn't have the patience for pool. But they had a couple of pinball games up there. One was Earthshaker, which was like our our go-to. I think it was there the longest. And and the idea and the reason it was called Earthshaker when you got the multi-ball, the whole machine would shake. <laughs> yeah. um, We'd play that for hours. So sure. you know, dudes are playing, dudes are playing uh, uh, shooting pool, and I'm over in the corner playing playing Earthshaker. And then eventually led to playing the the card the bingo in the back room where yep. you could basically it was like a pinball machine but it was for money like you put your dimes in and then if you won you got they would they would pay out which yeah. technically i guess illegal <laughs> uh but anyways again that was a big part particularly if we got into again to our teen years i remember having a snow day from prep and and we went the andes was open you know we got in dietrich's car and we ended up in <laughs> in the gold crown there was nobody there and we just uh those guys shot pool and i played i played earth shaker so yeah, pinball game for sure. Um, I was just in Vegas this last week, and there was an arcade at New York, New York. that had 10 well-cared-for pinball machines, some new ones, some old ones. Um, it was pretty awesome. That's where I spent all my time.
1: Well, I can remember, what was it, the Cyclone? Whatever the one that – what was my, Mr. Bungle? Is that uh, the yeah, yeah. from? Yeah, 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 the they guy?
0: ride the Ferris wheel. That yeah, was from the what Cyclone? was the name
1: of the – that was the cyclone. Was the name of the pinball game that all those sound bites mm-hmm. were from? Because they yep. had, I remember having that at the whatever that holodome that we used to go to when You said it was in Painesville, Ohio, where we used to do our family trips, and I remember yeah. that being in that little recessed area where there was a bunch of video games. That more times than not, if we weren't in the pool. We were in that arcade playing <laughs> Asking playing begging games. for quarters, yeah. Begging for quarters because all the, the guys are upstairs, like all the dads are upstairs playing poker. So we would sneak up there and every time someone would win a pot we'd go and steal a couple quarters from them and then we'd come back down and play some more. So and that
0: was the draw. But, I mean, that was the thing. It was like, Hey, we're gonna build a motel on a, in a semicircle, we're gonna cover it up we're going to put stuff for people to do in there one of the the, cent- the centralized places that where everybody where all the kids hung out was was the uh where the where the arcade where the arcade game for
1: and sh- and the shuffleboard court the indoor shuffleboard court cuz used to take my <laughs> we used to always take my radio controlled cars my RC cars up there and you used to be able to drive them on that like tile that they used to have it on and you could do these <laughs> awesome drift turns on it
0: yeah. I never quite got shuffleboard i i understand like the, the the big shuffleboard the one where you play with the stick oh, and all sticks that. Like, yeah, yeah never got that anyways all right. all right so going back to and i want to go back to you talked about kind of why you're at penn state but i want to go back to erie right to our, to our neighborhood and then sure. there was tons of places that we would go both we could walk to uh or that we could that we would go to, to play games we talked about the mill creek mall um I do want to talk about like Hills, right? The the Hills for listeners out there. That was a department store. I think mostly on the East coast. um, I think so. I think it was like even
1: regional. Yeah. I think it was more regional to like where we were in Pennsylvania and then a couple stores in like Ohio and New York, but I don't think it went much further than that. Yeah. So, but it
0: was kind of like a Kmart, and their, sure. their, their claim to fame, right? Well, or you know, for us was they had this atrium lobby that had mm. a snack bar, right? Yep. And in the snack bar, you could buy—I'm probably gonna get the prices wrong—but it was somewhere like the, you could buy a small bag of popcorn for 17 cents, and you could <laughs> buy a—you a, could buy a large bag, and they were like tubes of popcorn, yep. and you could buy a large—you could buy a large one for like 33 cents, right? So you go there with a couple bucks, you got that, maybe an icy. Um, and that is a side note when we got into college we went to hills and they had the collector's edition mlb cups (laughs) right so you go buy an icy and if you got the large one you got a collector's top and they had one for each team and we had the entire we had the entire set uh and we have to drink drink beer but but we had those um those cups from hills anyways but hills had spot oh go ahead
1: no, I can remember that that the games out front. I can almost remember the chronology of how they cycled through them. Like what I remember going and playing like Double Dragon first and then playing Bad Dudes and then playing Final <laughs> Fight and then I got really mad when they took that out and they put in Xenophobia. Do you remember that, like, alien knockoff shooter game that was... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was too hard, and it wasn't good. And I remember I loved Final Fight because you could be the guy that... The big police dude with the mustache and the his shirt off and had suspenders on for some reason. But they were all those side-scroller fighting games that we always... He always right. used to play the original Double Dragon, then Double Dragon 2, and then Bad Dudes, which was basically, like, two guys that look like Jean-Claude Van Damme in some random action <laughs> movie. Right. And then it went into Final Fight, and then... I got mad when they put in xenophobia, but we went there all the time. Like it was the Walmart of the time. So you could go and get anything. And mom used to just come in, buy me a, an icy and a bag of popcorn and hand me a co- roll of quarters. And was like, all right, I'll be back in a you know, half hour.
0: Right. And she would go and do her shopping, pick me up on the way <laughs> no, out and we would leave. Yeah, because she was going to pay on the layaway, right? We yep. had the layaway. Yep. Do you remember layaway? It was, where you would, I do. If you that wanted was to value, buy something. That was Value City, to, wasn't it? All all the stores had them, but if you wanted to buy something, like whatever, and you couldn't afford it at the time, you put it on layaway. So They would take it off the shelf. They would put it in the back, and you went and made payments on it until you paid it off. Then you got to pick up your merchandise. So if something was on sale, you could put it on layaway. So it was like credit, but you didn't actually get to take it with you. So
1: It was just making sure that
0: nobody else could buy it. (laughs) Exactly. Particularly if it was on sale, like if it was on, you know, whatever was on sale. Like, oh, I'm going to get that. Um, a lot of our Christmas presents stuff that went on layaway. So we spent a lot of time at Hill. So for me, you know, the the two big games at Hill were track and field, right? Yep. And, and partic- not the not the track ball, track and field. Yep. The one we had the, to the run buttons. by smacking the buttons, the or buttons. putting putting a pen between your fingers, yep. right, or a comb. And making a making a lever. Mm-hmm. And then you did you do the hurdles, you would do the long jump, you do the the sprints and all that. I remember just playing yep. the hell out of that game and being like wrist cramps and. I'm sure. You know, bruises and on my the knuckles. Stupid,
1: they used to put the protector across it. It was the only one that I, I remember that it had like a little piece of plastic right by the button. So if you smacked it too hard, your finger would just hit the same piece over and over and over again. And you would literally like bruise. And then oh. all of the paint around the buttons would start like breaking. Like the, the fiberglass cover would
0: start like warping and fading from people smashing on that thing so hard. Right. Well what they, they came back with and they put a black protective thing around the button so you couldn't use a pen. Yeah. That's what they did. And then ultimately when yeah. so you didn't use your hand it would it would jack you up. So that one was huge. And then I remember to this day when they got Dragon Slayer. <laughs>
1: right.
0: The yeah. the video disc game that like that was a game changer. Now it was like animation. It was kind of like a choose sure. your own adventure, like but it was just it was this amazing thing. the sound was amazing the the animation was good at least at it the was time. It so was... hard
1: it was yeah, so it was. hard to play like I remember getting so mad because like you only had like one chance like you had like when it flashed you had to, you had a split second to decide yeah and if you didn't then you would see him turn into whatever a skeleton yeah from, yeah it was <laughs> a
0: skeleton he would go down dirk to daring yeah
1: but that was was that was the cartoon around before the video game or is the video game based on the cartoon? Cause the cartoon, the cartoon was, was on based on the video game. USA, sure. USA cartoon express. Yep. With Dirk, the daring, which leads us directly. We could have a whole conversation about how you got me into D and D at a way too young age <laughs> you with, your, with your metal ass wearing your, with your, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest t-shirts playing, playing D&D with your monster manuals and stuff. And then me an yeah. Innocent Kid, like, what are you playing, Steve? And I'm walking <laughs> in and I'm like, check this out. And I remember my guy, I stole him from you, was Dirk the Daring. He was a
0: paladin. I had Dirk the Daring and Captain USA was my other one, <laughs> which was my second. <laughs> Captain USA, of course, for Dom DeLuise from Cannonball Run. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right, dude. When when Burt Reynolds died not too long ago, I went and like the day I heard of it, like whatever morning it was, I just went on YouTube and I searched for. Bert, or Dom DeLuise making Burt Reynolds laugh and there's like a 20 minute montage you can find on it and it's like one of the best ways you can start a day ever because Oh my gosh, yes. Burt Reynolds has a contagious laugh and Dom DeLuise has one of the all-time most contagious laughs that you ever see and then they start making each other laugh and then it's all the outtakes of Cannonball Run and
0: and all the and all those movies and it's yeah. It's Captain, pretty legit. Captain so Captain, Captain USA was my USA was my secondary character he was like level 33 where Dirk was much was much higher um I think it was Dirk anyways I I still have my D&D monster manuals I bring them out every once in a while and show the kids Um, those
1: are probably collector's items at at some point like because you had all the original like those are the first ones like I remember looking and they're like we're re-releasing the classics when they were going back we're going to re-release the original ones and I look and I'm like I remember those covers those are the ones that Steve had
0: right I don't have the original Monster Manual. I have Monster Manual two, and I have the oh. Player's Handbook. I don't have the. I didn't have the Dungeon Masters Guide because it was really expensive. Patrick had it. Mm. I
1: remember. I remember we borrowed it from Patrick a few times. Patrick had all the cool toys. Like yeah, I remember going over every time they had like something new came out. Like the Atari seventy two hundred came out, and we
0: went over to Patrick's and played like yards, Re- you know, pole position or yards, yards revenge. revenge. <laughs> yeah. We didn't, and again, we didn't have a console system. I mean, we we played Pong at, wow. at Grandma Grandpa's in in Connyette, but we didn't own a system until you and I went splits on the NES, right? Which I would think I was already in high school.
1: Right? Yeah, you would have like been close. School, be- maybe even
0: early college? No, because it came out in 86,
1: so we probably didn't get it immediately after it came out, so we're probably closer to like 87, 88, so, well, yeah. You would've been in high school. You would've been sophomore. Yeah, because yeah. I, I would've been like eight or nine, so you would've been like sixteen or seventeen.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, no, I remember going over to Dave Kreidler's when he got the the Super Nintendo, and it was like, oh my god, this is like the greatest thing ever. Look at these; there's shading on the characters. No way. <laughs> right. So, but no, right, we got so, the but we got okay. that, and I remember playing. We didn't even have any other games besides Duck Hunt and the Super Mario Brothers one that came with it. And I played the shit out of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> to the point Like it was one of those ones like, yeah, you could do warps or cheats and stuff. But I played that all the way through start to finish numerous times. Yeah. but And then I, we got I just
0: remember Metal Gear too. Like that might've been yep. the first game that we bought that went with the NES. And I think we probably even bought our NES used.
1: Probably. Maybe. No, Anyways. I think we bought it new. No, I think we bought it new. I remember that may have been one of the layaway ones. <laughs> I think <laughs> we right. put it on there, and then me and you scrounge together payments. some money, and then paid yeah.
0: the rest of it off. But, All right, so I got I got a couple other places again. Um, uh, I'm going to skip over. If we talked about hills. Yeah. You know that the like Country Fair had games. So you could go there and get generic soda, and which oh, yeah. had like 17 types of generic soda. And you would play. I remember playing Pole position there. Um, I played
1: a lot of Donkey Kong there. What yeah. was the it, what was the bowling alley by Hills Eastland? All right, so that's
0: where that's where I'm going next. All right, oh, so okay, we're on sorry. the same page there. So Perry sorry. Plaza had the bowling alley, Perry Plaza bowling, and then next to it was Pizza Plus. Pizza Plus with the the home of the Superman Handler. Super the home <laughs> of the, the home of the Superman Handler, and it's it's weird because Perry Plaza did not have the the bowling alley did not have great games. They had games, huh. but they had those early like 1960s like. That's where I played Space kind Invaders. The original, like, yeah. They had Space, they had <laughs> Space Invaders. They had like Battle Zone, like they had yep. those old games that were like Tempest. They weren't really video games. They were somewhere between pinball and video. They're like yep. arcade games. But Pizza Plus, which is right next door, they had they had room for like one game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was right next to. And we would go either before or after bowling because again, the bowling alley didn't have great games. We would go there buy a jolt cola when it came out it was one of the only places (laughs) I knew that had jolt cola we would buy those Gibbles red hot chips yep dude I I still get those burn your face give you chapped lips because they were so hot Steve, then... I, I, I
1: poop you not. I have a stockpile of like four bags of those because there's only one place around here that still carries those, the nib- nibble on gibbles. It still says it on the outside of the bag. Oh, really? With the, fi- with the fire on the outside. And Aaron, I asked her one time, I said, look, if you ever find these chips, buy as many as you can. And she bought like six bags the one time and then she's never seen them since. So they're like, we break them out and we have to like share them and like ration them out because there's just not many places around here that carry them. But yeah, no, I still to this day, will get the red hot chips
0: from gibbles yep and that was part of the experience right you take your money you would go in and it weren't super expensive you would would get a jolt cola a hot bag of gibbles and they had this jar of these gigantic like certainly gmo genetically altered pickles that were (laughs) like bigger than any like there were full-size cucumbers like there was a meal so you would get get one of those a bag of chips i think a jolt and you would sit down and we would we would dump quarters into originally it was Tiger Heli, which yep. was kind of like a kind of like a nineteen forty two, nineteen forty three knockoff, but then top down when shooter. They, when they got the um Yeah, yeah, the top down, top down shooter type. Um but then when they got there, was the Nintendo versus, so one side was Excite Bike and the other side <laughs> was Super Mario, it was like game over. Like we would just yep. park in there, we'd grab a table, we'd take turns rotating through. If one person playing Excite Bike, one person playing Super Mario, and we were just Man, hours. I, like I love the Excite Bike. It was such a terrible game, but I love that game for some reason. I liked it better than Mario at the time. Like. Yeah.
1: Give me Super Mario Brothers three all day long on on original Nintendo. I remember in college when one of our friends brought his original Nintendo back before like we they re released it the classic and stuff like that. So he brought it up with the the original. We had to blow on the cartridges and you had to jiggle it when you put it in and you had to put it down gently. But we played. Super Mario Brothers 3 start to finish over the course of two days without warping. We did every, like even the ones where you didn't have to do it, you could pick like where it branched and went in different. You only had to do one side. We would do right. all the levels all the way through the game, like over the course, like didn't sleep for like two days straight. And people like walked in on our, we were watching it on, on, or playing it on our big screen TV in our living room. And people would just sit down, crack a beer, play a level, get up, go to class. And we, they'd come back and we'd still be sitting there,
0: but <laughs> yeah. Give me Super Mario Brothers all day long, yeah. And we did uh, in college. We did a lot of those. I, I think ours was, um, I think my freshman year was Final Fantasy, like the original Final the original. Fantasy. Original on was it NES or Super NES? It must have been NES. And we had the map. We drew a map. It took up a whole wall cause, you know that. And we would we would play in shifts, like you're talking yeah. about. Like it was. It was crazy. My favorite
1: right. my favorite college story about playing console game, real quick, Steve. There's a game called Tokyo Extreme Racer on PlayStation, and we had it on in our living room. Like, you were able to change the input so you could watch TV, but we never turned it off. So, like, whenever you would sit down and you're like, ah, I'm just going to race real fast. It was like a street racing game and stuff like that. So we used to play it, and it takes forever. We went through and, like, did all of, like, the side quests and built it all up, and then there's one final race, and we had been playing it for... I think my friend Jay and Keith had stayed up for like three days straight and did this particular race probably 150, 200 times. And I walked in from class and they had just paused it to go get something to eat. And I came in first try. I beat the, the beat, the final boss. And they came back in with food, getting ready to tackle it again. And they just looked at me and they go, what the hell did you just do? And I was like, I beat the guy that you guys were stuck on. They're like, that was the end of the game. We've been working on that for like a week. And I was like, oh, dude, first try. And they're like, no way. Um, yeah, Tokyo Street right there. That's
0: awesome. And you could turn the game off, and it's like the power blipped or something. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a whole... The console is a whole nother... We'll do an episode on consoles for sure. Great. All right, I have one other place I want to talk about. Um yeah. Pizza Hut, right? So Pizza Hut... I would say... I like their pizza, but the fact that it was... Like, they had arcade games in there. And There's a couple games. We would go to one or two different Pizza Huts um, in Erie. But I remember... Three games in particular at the one. Hello? I'm here. Oh, sorry. My, uh, crap. What happened? I hope my computer's not going to sleep. My monitor's went off. Mine okay. shuts off every once in a while. No, sorry. I, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, the power went out because it's snowing here. All right, sorry about that.
1: Huh. All right, so, nice. anyways,
0: back to Pizza Hut. Um, I remember, and they had the, they were known for having the cocktail games. Now, we had cocktail games like Tiger Heli was a cocktail game, which is to yep. sit down, you could sit on either side for the two-player game, and it was it was flat on top. It of was food. flat, so you could put your cocktail on it. You could put your pizza and your and your cocktail <laughs> on top, right? Um, and I remember playing uh, Burger Time, yep, and and Food Fight. But the other one I remember, and I remember, like we would go there for like before we'd go for pizza parties, where they had the they had the pizza all you can eat buffet, where you get the salad bar and the pizza, whatever. Yep. And they had Gauntlet, like <laughs> the yep. original warrior is about to die yep dwarf needs food like God, that whole God, i just it. remember and it was a massive it was like one of those first it was like a four-player game four players yep because um, it was the the
1: the he-man knockoff the she-ra knockoff and then it was the dwarf and then it was what was the other one what wizard? was the fourth guy is there like a yeah. wizard or something yeah, yeah kinda, it was like a the merlin it was, yeah the
0: yeah the gandalf knockoff exactly exactly yeah. but i just remember that and like and what a great idea. Like you go – like mom and dad didn't like to take us out to eat a lot. But when we did, we'd go to like Pizza Hut. Yeah. And we'd go there and we'd order the pizza. And then we would just get up and we would go and they could have time because we're all – three of us were sitting there around the either the gauntlet out. or the video game or whatever pumping quarters in. And then the pizza would show up and we wouldn't even want to go back and eat because we want nope. to play video games. No. And, and
1: – and- any of those four-player games, like, once they started introducing, like you said about Tecmo as soon as they started introducing more than just a two-player game, you started to get... It would become more communal. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles side-scroller... That's basically the same programming as the X-Men game and the, the Marvel Simpsons Avengers. Game. And this is all basically the exact same coding. You know what I mean? Like, it's all left, engine, yeah, left, yeah. left to right, same movements. All they do is change the physics a little bit. But it was four people. And it was kind of, I think the X-Men, you could actually do combos together. You could, like, hold somebody and then, like, punch them with another guy. So it was, people were yelling, hey, I need some help. And, like, you know what I mean? It was, it fostered this, the four people playing were, like, you were all friends. Even if you didn't know each other. Like, even right. if it was just... Just right. some work together type of thing. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. But so, if you look at all those games, like a lot of them are very, very similar. Like all the shooters are kind of similar. Like the way the, the side scrolling fighting games, teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men Simpsons games are all similar. Like Operation Wolf. And then that kind of involved into like Terminator two. And those, those fixed gun games, like where it was just basically the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Exactly.
0: So, well, and the whole thing is right. The, all those arcade games are essentially just they're computers, right? They're, no. they're circuit boards. There's a power supply. Uh, there's a motherboard and there's a monitor. And then you have the, the you have the controls, st- you know, the joysticks or whatever the controller is going to be. I mean, they're really just basic computers. Right. And, you know, and, and this is all leading to the fact that at, at some point when I was, uh, when I was single in my late twenties and I had some disposable income. And as I mentioned that, you know, I had a tech mobile, but I, there was, there was, um, uh, arcade games weren't super crazy expensive to buy; they were pretty accessible. You could get them off of eBay and whatever. And at one point, I had seven full-size arcade games. Um, that's going, my sump pump, dude. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Techmobile. <laughs> um, I had Elevator Action, Ms. Pac-Man, yep. which is my this is my favorite. Um, I had uh, Altered Beast and Golden Axe. Uh, I was
1: gonna say I thought you had an altered beast that would that's yeah. on my my game list because I love yeah. that game and then what was the yeah. other one like Primal Fury or Primal whatever oh, the other I'm, one where you could
0: yep and um the the one with the Shinobi that yep. was all so, so 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 I had all those games and I used to restore them I had a I had a Galaga cocktail which was funny when I opened it up it wasn't a Galaga originally I turned it from a it was called Up and Down which was a bump and jump bump and jump yeah um. But I, I built I turned it into a Galaga, but you opened it up and it was funny, I was going through the inside and there was like matchbooks from Pizza Hut on the inside. <laughs> so eventually that cabinet came from a, a Pizza Hut somewhere, but they're all they all they're just computers. So as they got more like they got smart about it. So the the Sega sixteen system, which was Shinobi Alter Beast, you could just you could just swap out the boards and everything would work. That yep. kind of led your way into like the Neo Geos, which is now we're just gonna put cartridges in. And, oh. and then they standardized really with G, what they called JAMA, which they standardized across the industry. They just said, "Hey, this plug and play, so you can swap out boards, and you don't have to get a whole new cabinet and everything." So smart,
1: and it but, just but, it gave you opportunity without having to buy a new cabinet every time. You could just swap these
0: in and out. So exactly made it a little exactly. bit more cost friendly. Yep, and swap out that you know you can swap out the overlays and the stickers and everything, but the the guts stay the same. Um, so which brings us to kind of to, to wrap this part up as we're going to go and talk about kind of where, where this appears in pop culture is the presence of certain games drove you to go to a place. Like, sure. I remember like when Hills would get, like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Rolling Thunder, but they had Rolling <laughs> Thunder, but they took out that. track and field and put a Rolling Thunder. I was like, ah, it sucks. So yep. I'd stop going to Hills and I'd be like, we'll go to Country Fair, we'll go to whatever. Um, what was it AM, PM? What was the other convenience store that wasn't quite Country Fair? Um, I don't know. I, I only went to Country Fair. Yeah. It was like
1: a weird loyalty thing for me. Yeah, it yeah. was just like, if it didn't have the red barn, I wasn't going to it.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, at Pizza Hut, they had like, so they would rotate through games. And if they got a stinker, you're like, I'm not going there until they get a new game. And you would rotate <laughs> around. So, like, oh, we're going to go to Pizza Plus because they've got Excite Bike. but then they swap that out and you get like Zaxxon or something. You're like, all right, whatever. I'm yeah. over here. Arkanoid. Arkanoid, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I want to play Breakout, All right? Um, yeah. Nobody so wants anyways. to play fucking Breakout. <laughs> <laughs> any, 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 other, any, other, um, any other places that you want to talk about or, or games you want to talk about? Because I, I want to move on and talk uh, a little bit about the movement in the pop culture and then just go through maybe a quick uh, uh, game list.
1: No, not really. Like, it was, I wrote down Rampage. I love that. And mm. it's just when you started talking about it. Like, I recently watched the Rampage movie. It's not bad. As long as you, like, don't don't go in thinking it's Schindler's List. Like, as long as you know it's about genetically, <laughs> right. big, big, stupid monster movie about genetically modified animals destroying a city. Like, as long as you go in with that, like, you can have fun. Like, not every movie has to be, you know what I mean, revolutionary or or teach you a moral. Or have, like, <laughs> right. I, Sometimes you just need to see stuff blow up. Like, right. the Venom. The rock. You need the rock
0: K- to blow stuff up, right? Wasn't K- he in K- Rampage? Point-
1: Yes, he was, and he was really funny, and he has some really good one-liners in it, and it's big, and it's it's big and stupid. Like, things are allowed to be stupid and awesome at the same time. Case in right. point, if you haven't seen the, vent, the new Venom movie, it's ridiculous. Like, it has some parts that you're just like, all right, that's just dumb, but they do it with such... They kind of relish the cheese, they embrace it, and made this big, kind of dumb... Funny as hell, action movie which doesn't make sense in the context of this cinematic universe. But whatever, Tom Hardy acting like a weirdo, like, and then all of this banter between him, it's 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 hysterical. And like, that's my argument: is things are allowed to be stupid and awesome at the same time. So exactly, they you can be, get that they a lot can just with be fun. movies. Right. Yeah, with movies, video games, or movies based on video games, you get a lot of. As long as you're not looking for a, 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 the story and you're just going in for the pure spectacle of the matter I think you can have some fun with these but
0: exactly all right, so let's let's move on to pop culture a little bit. And Again, I go well. Let, let's do this. Let's go through our. Uh, let's I want to play this a little bit of audio. See if this brings back any memories. This is Starcade, TV's first video arcade game show, starring your favorite video games and some brand new ones being introduced to the public for the first time anywhere. And now, here's your host for Starcade, Jeff Edwards. Okay, thank
1: you very much welcome to star we're back i don't remember Starcade at all today's big match and a special match
0: it is today one of these two is going to have an opportunity to win their own video arcade game so players
1: are you ready? <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> when play was this on what years wait listen all right here we are nice studio audience nice to see uh, you here at home and let's see let's
0: meet our contestants right now what's your name Marissa Williams. I live in Sacramento. I go to Winston Churchill Intermediate High School. I like music and video games. Oh well, that's fine. And I understand you were born where? Israel.
1: In Israel. Good. Are you a citizen yet of this country?
0: I always have been.
1: You have. I don't know how that works. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well nice
0: to I don't know. I don't like Jeff Edwards. Like I went back and watched it. So this was a video. I think it was only on for like two seasons it was a, it was a and this again just showed you where like when pop culture takes a hold of something like arcade games it was like i was i, I remember watching that show like i want to get on that show i want to win an arcade game i think that's what started my obsession with owning my own, own arcade game cuz the idea of like having something that you could only see in a store you could only put quarters in to have your own and like it was it blew my mind so you would get on you would answer questions it was kind of like jeopardy but then if you answered the question correctly then you got to play first and then they took your scores and they added them up at the end. so you would play different games you got to pick the game you got to play huh. and, and, and it was a game, it was a game show, but that Jeff Edwards guy that was talking like I don't know he how was that somewhere works. between he was somewhere between uh, um, um, Richard Dawson <laughs> and uh, oh, who's the guy from Joker's Wild like um, uh, I know who you're talking about yeah, yeah. anyways um, and he was also uh, the gong show. Anyways, yeah, um, like I watched these episodes like this guy was awful. Like,
1: when, when when was like, that on? Like when you said it was on for two seasons, but what years? Like I don't remember it was in that the show early, at all. early, early 80s. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, OK. I was probably four or five. I yeah. yeah. Really but
0: that. oh, my God. And and this was like you could win a Dragon Slayer, but you had to play Dragon Slayer. And they had these like this kid come that was like the Dragon Slayer champion beating the game. So he's yeah. playing over there and they're watching him. And then they have the contestants playing. And that you can find them all. They're all out there on uh, on YouTube and, and on different streaming sites. But I think there was like dude, two seasons. Dude, um, I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna make fun of you for that, considering I still have the Nintendo Power that I took a picture of when I beat. I don't remember what game it was. It may have been Metal Gear, the the first one or the second one. I took because you could send it, you could send it, and Nintendo Power, and you would get featured on like a high score or first to complete the game if you took a picture and you mailed it like via snail mail to Nintendo <laughs> power headquarters in wherever it was at the time. And then you would wait and you get all excited and you would look. And I remember the one time I looked and it was like Christopher Witt, Erie, Pennsylvania. I still have that Nintendo power somewhere just cause I was so proud. So I can't <laughs> talk. Awesome. you. I've been a nerd <laughs> right. for a long time, man. Right. I used to do it all the time. Cause I, I, I mailed numerous ones to it. Oh no, it was Castlevania two. That was the one that I, because it had, this is going off such a weird nerd tangent, but Castlevania 2 had this weird point where you just had to go and you had to kneel down somewhere, like just for like five minutes to open like this one part of the game. And there was no clue that they told you how to do it. You had no reason to think this is what you needed to do. And I had to call the game hotline in order to figure it out. And I did it like two days after the game came out. So I was one of the first people to call the hotline and then, i finished castlevania 2 simon's quest or whatever it was called and sent it to nintendo and i was in nintendo power (laughs) that's awesome well send a picture of that i want to
0: post it on twitter
1: i gotta find Um, it i have all these boxes like i have to unload my my office and uh,
0: get it go through it all. along with my picture of the uh the pac-man fever album all right and your ricky henderson rookie card (laughs) oh boy (laughs) (laughs) All right, so quick, quick, and this is just off the cuff. We talked about a lot of games. Like, my top three, real quick, like Ms. Pac-Man is still my favorite, Um, you know, and my my, my Ms. Pac-Man is is in good hands back there in Pittsburgh um, with some friends of ours. Uh, Then Golden Axe uh, was my second, and then the the whole – and there was a a bunch of games in the 1942, 1943 kind of – Shooting like this rapid fire shooting game, um, and I, I had one of those head strikers, nineteen forty three. So those are my kind of off the cuff top three. What are yours?
1: Ooh, off the cuff, Mortal Kombat two, uh, NBA Jam, and uh, what else? I had another one written down. Spy Hunter.
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's Spy Hunter's a good one.
1: Spy Hunter, just for that. I forget who wrote the that theme song to it, but it's just that classic bass. Oh, group. it's Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn, there you go. That was the you, that was you, song. Yeah. You had that too, wasn't that on that the the video game soundtrack with like Pac-Man Fever and stuff? Wasn't the Spy no, Hunter? Theme Peter on? Gunn
0: was actually a legitimate song that they repurposed for uh, okay. it was from a movie or TV show that they used.
1: Okay, but yeah, and we played that it, was I played it jazz Spy Band, Hunter was skatery. That's another one I remember playing there constantly. So you're getting yep. it,
0: Skatery. Yep, you're right. All right. So we want to go through, and we um, we're not going to spend a ton of time. I know in, in previous episodes we talked a lot about movies, but there's not a lot of movies in this space. But it, it, it and they're all from the kind of the same period. But I do want to go through them and, and talk real quick, and um, you know, and there's a, I only have one honorable mention, and it's not even a movie, but the the <laughs> Seinfeld when they do the Frogger episode, the, Fro- the Frogger episode, yeah, like uh, that's pretty epic, like they capture the essence of it the the the, the way it, the way it ends with him trying to get the frogger machine across the street and yeah. like it's just hilarious like that such good writing and they captured that whole yeah, to me, they captured the whole arcade game kind of yeah. experience in that in that episode. So
1: I see. I'll, I'll throw another not movie honorable mention. The I know you might not like the show as much as I do, but the, the episode of Friends where they get a Ms. Pac-Man machine in, and Chandler plays so long, his hand turns into a claw, and he turns all of the initials into something bad. Like in the, <laughs> in they, they were all like bad three word letter or three word or three letter words that he could put in, and then they had the yeah, I love that. That episode cracks me up. So.
0: Nice. Sure. All right. So, you, and, and I don't know if you did a list, but I'll, I'll go through my list real real quick here. Um, I'm not sold on the order of these. Um, and, and again, the the, the first one to say here, you've probably seen it. I, I think I remember you seeing it. Um, I, I saw parts of it was The Wizard. The Wizard. Ben savage? Dude, honestly, like a wizard holds such a soft spot in
1: my heart because that was my first date ever. It was, like, 1988 or 1989. 89. 1989. Yeah. I was 10 years old, and I took Mindy Stazer to see The Wizard. And it was, like, the first time I bought bought the tickets for her, and I bought the mm. popcorn and everything. And I did the stretch to put my arm around her and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, have such, I have such a softball. And that's the first time you saw Super Mario Brothers 3. Like, that was... The reveal. Like you hadn't you knew they were working on a sequel and you didn't know what and so they actually play it in the game and you also see the glove. The power glove was like Right, right, right. It was basically like a an hour long or hour and a half long commercial for Nintendo. Nintendo, But I I loved, loved, loved that movie. And it's Fred Savage. How can you not love Fred Savage? Again, the height height of Wonder Year's fame and, and he does this little this little and it was perfect for me because that's you know ten years old. I was a Nintendo junkie already, so I love that movie. But nice. first date movie ever.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right, so I put that on the list. Like I remember seeing parts of it. I think, but again, it came out a little bit later. Yeah. Um, it was it was geared towards younger kids, and I was a little bit older then. Sure. Um, let's go into the next one. Hopefully this works. Me, I know that's for me. It started. As a game. Now they are playing for keeps. Trying to
1: kill us.
0: And the only person who believes in it is a legendary agent named Flack. Remember this?
1: This this is Cloak and Dagger, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Starts
0: Friday at Select Theatres. So good. Yep, I I remember that one and and Honestly, until you reminded me that the video game was kind of the the, the key piece, I just remember that being a cool, cool you know, like movie, a spy right? movie. Yeah, yeah, with Dabney Coleman and the kid from ET, right? Yep, Henry Thomas. Yeah. So but no,
1: I love that, that. that. and you, well, that's when we started getting the conversation about uh, Dabney Coleman, and you're like, yeah, he kind of hit his stride in War Games, and, and then I say I started sending you a bunch of other ones, like yeah, he was in Nine to Five, and he was in. Do what was the. What was it? The, the one where he's the dying cop. What was the short, running out of time? What was the name of it? I said it to you. I'd love that movie where he plays like this super cynical cop that I think he's, he's dying of cancer or, or something. So, yeah. Dabney yeah, Coleman rules.
0: Short time. That's what it is. Oh, right, right, right. So, and, yeah. And that, speaking of which, then that gets into the next one on the list David Lightman was a master. At computer games. Uh-huh. A fast thinker. Oh, David! Maybe you could tell us who first suggested the idea of reproduction without sex. Yeah. Your wife?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get out, David. And so, a promising Steve. student Hi. At an old game. Right, hold on. Hi. I'm sorry. With an electronic twist.
0: Are those your grades? Yeah. I don't think that I deserved it, F. <laughs> Do you?
1: You can go to jail for that.
0: Only if you're over 18. This computer company is coming out
1: with these amazing new games in a couple of months. And I want to play those games. Wow. What? We got something. He found the right code word to play the game. Global thermonuclear war? It was the wrong computer. (laughs) Shall we play a game? How can I ask you that? (laughs) How about global thermonuclear war? Fine. All right thermonuclear war well no so the the interjection that i had was that scene where he tells the joke about the asexual reproduction mm-hmm. listen to it again because no one knew the punchline of the joke so you hear adults laughing which are the crew oh, are i stand, saw that yeah, standing yeah. behind the camera like and then <laughs> when i heard that i was like oh that actually so i went back and i rewound that part of it and i was like oh yeah you clearly hear a bunch of adults laughing with along with all the kids so yeah and that
0: uh, you know great great movie it shows how far artificial intelligence has come since i don't know what year was that movie 83 83? 83 83 like 25 years 35 but our years our system already had flaws back then
1: it could be exploited by smart people and it's just, it's gotten <laughs> right. nothing but you know what i mean like we're still yeah. in the same
0: situation now 36 years later so so did you know that red man is in both War Games and the wizard who red man like the rapper? No, Redman.
1: What are you talking... Who, Redman? Like R-E-D-M-A-N?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to try to stump you on that one. Um, no, I watched the trailers for both. Like I watched War Games the other night. I know you did too. So the... Um, oh, God. What's the guy's name? David, whatever. The, the general from War Games. Yeah. Uh, he's dipping Redman.
1: Oh, okay. He has a pouch of...
0: Is. Red man. And then in the wizard, there's a scene where he's at a convenience store and there's a big pouch of red man sitting right on the, uh, on the counter. I was like, well, nobody, weird. nobody like, holds your affinity for chewing tobacco, Steve. This but, is a... but you don't see that. You don't see that in movies anymore. It's just, it was just a weird coincidence. Anyways, you don't see on.
1: anybody chewing tobacco anymore because it's <laughs> gross and
0: weird. All right. Everybody's jeweling, Right. All right. Ugh. All right. So next one, um, on my list is Tron. Sure. Like that was a, Great, great movie. uh, The kind of in in the video game in that whole whole that vein, and I think it's one where, like, uh, to me, the like discs of Tron and the games that went with it, like I thought those were really good games too.
1: Sure, yeah, and the light bikes. I loved playing the light bikes even on even after the glitch basically killed that game and you couldn't play it anymore. I still remember playing Discs of Tron and the light bikes, but the the story behind the making of that and how they did all of that it's all rotoscoped so like each individual frame had to be painted with that kind of fluorescent you know what i mean like all that glowing blue had to be done by hand and ugh. by frame it's like, yeah. ugh. like now you just program that into a computer and a computer does it for you but back then they didn't have that so ugh. so I, I have a high respect for that game but then the, yeah. the or the the movie but when the the new one came out and they tried to use that de-aging technology for Jeff Bridges and it just it was too uncanny valley for me and I just didn't like it but they could probably do it now because the the special effects have gotten much much better but right I don't know if that soiled the legacy of the original but it just holds such a perfect it's that time capsule of when did Tron come out like early 80s it's the perfect time capsule into that
0: the culture of video games yeah, so. no, Tron Legacy. Um, no, where's the original
1: one? Flynn's Arcade.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Tron, so good.
1: This makes for riveting no, I radio. Tron,
0: I don't want Tron Legacy. Where's the original one? Right. Oh, no, whatever.
1: Yeah, it was but no, Tron's the up there. If you you can't you can't make a list about video game movies without referring to Tron at some right. point, but. All right. 1982. Is that what it was? Yeah. Bruce Bruce Boxlider, David Warner.
0: Was Matthew Modine in that too?
1: Mm, I'm not seeing him. No. I don't believe so. Bruce Boxlider, Jeff Bridges, David Warner. Those are the top build Yeah. It says 1982. That's what I said out loud oh, okay. with <laughs> words. I wasn't listening to you. I know you weren't. All right. Um, all right.
0: Why was I thinking Matthew Modine? What the hell? anyways, because you're a, move, you're a crazy on. person. Moving on. Um, <laughs> this is a newer movie, but I felt like they did a good job capturing what arcades are for an audience yeah. that probably has never been into. Well, maybe they have. I mean, they're still you still have like Chuck E. Cheese and Dave and Buster's. Was sure. Racket Ralph. Oh, so good. Both of them. Uh, Both of them are so yeah. good. The
1: whole second one where they got the spoiler alert, they get all the Disney princesses together. So just go oh back and watch that scene and look at their outfits. <laughs> their right. outfits are all like the trendy clothing, but it all refers to their movie. And I think like 14 of them are the original, the actual voice actresses from the movies. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Like that's that's Moana. That's that's El- that's Kristen Bell as what's her name from from... Uh, Frozen, Frozen. Yeah, yeah, like those are also, all, like yeah. and they got them all together, and they were all like really excited to do it. So like it comes through. Like when people are excited about doing the work, the it, it comes through naturally in the in the voices. And th- and Sarah Silverman is friggin adorable
0: as Princess Vanessi Vanessi, yeah. And you know, in the first one, oh god, I'm gonna get I'm gonna screw up his name. Um, the guy who does uh King Candy, King Candy. Vo- the voice actor. That's um, Alan Tiddick. Yeah. It's, it's the guy wa- who did the... Wash,
1: Wash from Serenity and Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball.
0: Right. And he also did the voice of the um, the robot in... in uh, so no. Uh, uh, row uh, One. One.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's Alan Tiddick. I love yep. it. Alan Tiddick.
0: Tuning? Tiddick. Tiddick. All right, whatever. That's what I think. That's right. what I'm going to call and, him. I
1: don't care if it's wrong.
0: And I think there is a clip out there somewhere of him doing... Trump tweets, uh, kind of like uh, Mark Hamill does with the Joker. Uh, I think there's yeah. him Re- doing with, but as King Candy. As King Candy. He's <laughs> done,
1: makes- he does a ton of voice work. He's the Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. He's, he does a ton of, cause he can do all those really. <laughs> and if you like, if you like him, do watch a movie called uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Have you ever seen this, Steve? It's no. like it, it's, not, it's like a horror comedy. They play uh, the one guy you would recognize as the drunk Steelers fan from Zack and Miri Make a Porno. You know what I'm talking about? Like when Mm -mm. the guy that comes stumbling in when they're getting ready to shoot the porno in that Kevin Smith movie with Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks. Right. And he's all like, fuck it, chuck it, football. Like that guy (laughs) and and Steve the Pirate play these two hillbillies that buy this old cabin in the woods. And they go to like fix it up. And there's like this group of co-eds thinks they rented or they end up at the wrong one. And so they, they go to like go up to the cabin and they think they're like murderers. And, and then, like, the one guy trips and falls on a rake and, like, impales himself. So the other one thinks that Tucker and da- Tucker and Dale did it, but they didn't. So, like, it's just, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you like, if you like Alan Teddick and, and the other guy, it, it's hysterical. I made Aaron watch it, and she got, like, 15 minutes, 15 minutes into it, and she was like, this is really dumb. And I was like, just give it a second to breathe, and then she loved it afterwards. What was so, it like, called? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> All
0: right. So good. I'll, I'll have to check that one out. It was so good. All right, and again, I think that the whole the whole Wreck It Ralph again, sure. they just did such a good job. It was a great movie, great storytelling, and they also captured the whole. Like, it was just cool. It was a cool yep. movie with. Uh, it was just uh, I, I liked it. I very liked the story that was built in. Yeah,
1: very inventive on in how they present the characters and how like they, you know they're all friends that they basically they, they go to work and then afterwards they're all hanging out in each other's games and stuff. That's it's just <laughs> when they go to the what was the bad guys Anonymous. Right, like yeah, the support I'm bad, and that's good. <laughs> it's like him and Zangief Chief. and and M Bison and what was it? Uh, Ganondale? or is that who it was? Ganon from Legend of Zelda and Bowser. Yeah, uh, yeah Bowser. <laughs> Bowser. <laughs> I'm bad, and that's good. It's okay to be bad. That's yeah, so good. But so it's so, so smartly done. Like that's what I like about. I mean, having a four-year-old watching the repetitive stuff gets annoying. But if I can steer him towards one of those Disney movies, it, I'll, I'll watch that. Incredibles two—I've watched that probably fifteen times since they put it on Netflix. Right. So, all
0: right, and I don't think there's any question about the uh, the top one on my list.
1: Come on, Alex, here. <laughs> Alex was so good. Had a dream.
0: You really
1: are leaving here, aren't you? Lance Guest. To be as far away from here <laughs> I always her remember that name as possible. Lance.
0: You get your chance. When it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands.
1: It started with a game. You're going to bust the record. <laughs> but it wasn't just any game.
0: You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zor and the Kodan Armada. Kodan Armada. And then one night... Centauri's
1: the name. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Light years ahead of the competition.
0: Hey. Didn't find his dream. Hey, look out! Oh dear.
1: <laughs> his dream found him. All right. For every Earthling who's ever imagined traveling beyond
0: the stars. Maybe there is a
1: starfighter left. I love you, Alex Rogan. I love you, Alex, oh, Alex Rogan. The unforgettable story. Of one who made it, Wah-ha! the last Starfighter. So good, yeah. so good. <laughs> Catherine Mary Stewart, man, she's so adorable in that movie. And everybody thought, like, hey, well, there was a, wasn't it? It's based on the idea that the the government was using video games as like a training or recruitment tool. That if you pl- showed. If you showed technical prowess in a certain area, then it was, like, psychologically profiling
0: you. Exactly. But, oh, yeah, I've been watching that. I don't even remember what year. What year was that movie? Um, 1984? Wasn't that one of those VHS tapes that we had? Probably. pretty sure it was. Probably. Go back to sleep.
1: What was his brother's name? Lewis? Go back to sleep, Lewis. Alex, you're (laughs) acting weird. Go back to sleep, Lewis. Oh, he 84. wrote Escape from the. He wrote Escape from the golden
0: too. year, right? Sure. Like everything came out that year. Oh man, that was so. And 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 to me, like it changed the intensity. Which I played video games. I was like, oh man, video games yeah. is the way out. Like
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> how I'm going to get whisked off to a far yeah. galaxy to defend. Right. Defend these noble people. But yeah, you can't. Like like you said, you can't have a list about video games without having Lost Starfighter, which is one of those ones. Like the special effects are bad, but they're not that bad for a movie that came out in 1984.
0: But no, no, not at all. And 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 it was like it, it was a good way to use like the video game graphics, like the XY type of stuff mm-hmm. at the time that you had like in that like the Star Wars game the, where yeah. you could fly and all that. After
1: like, Afterburner, do
0: you remember? Yeah, that? The, exactly. The one where you would sit in and the whole thing would move around. Yeah, oh, I love that game. And then you would you would tie it together and like and again right at the peak of arcade games and everything is a movie where it's like that is the that's the piece that ties the whole thing together and sure again really really uh really good movie and well those uh, are the ones for, that i basically for twelve year old me was that was a really ba- good movie
1: basically had on my list the only other one that we made reference to the last episode is that Midnight Madness if you remember correctly Michael J Fox has to. Play a video game and, a, a, and then get a certain score in order to unlock one of the the clues. One of the so clues, I, of, right? I, I had that in there, and then I also wrote down big. I know it has no bearing in the movie; it's not a plot point at all. But he plays that role-playing game, and it kind of echoes the the, the journey that he goes through over the course of the movie. Right. Do you remember that? The the little, yeah, yeah. it's like walk, get the crystal. Blah, 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 right. blah. So those are the other ones. But the only other one that I've written down that I want to mention isn't... It, well, it's not a narrative movie. It's a documentary. Did you ever see a, K- a movie called King of Kong, A Fistful no, of I know quarters? what it is,
0: but I haven't seen oh, it. No, but I know, I there, know what it is. There's
1: no earthly reason that a documentary about two guys competing over the all-time Donkey Kong high score... Or no, it's not Donkey Kong. It's Pac-Man, right? Ms. Pac-Man? No. no. it's Donkey Kong, obviously, because it's called King of Kong. Right. Duh. But so there's no reason, no earthly reason whatsoever that it should be as compelling that it is. But it is one of the most compelling documentaries that I've watched in a long, long time. And it's it's stupid. And when I, you try to pitch it to somebody, you're like, I'm not watching a documentary on the high score of Donkey Kong. But there's a villain. There's a hero. There's backstabbing. There's betrayal. There's, it's, it's all these things just framed in a way. Around this video game, and it turned out that the the guy the vill- the villain Billy Mitchell, who's just the, he's got a ponytail and he wears all black and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. It turns out that they he had to vacate like all of his high scores because of something. I don't know if he was using like drugs or performance was, enhancing drugs. Right, like <laughs> dude, if you take a bunch of Ritalin, you're going to be able to play high speed games better just because you're processing information that much faster. So I don't remember exactly what the story was, but if you get a chance, I know I give you a list of things to watch all the time. and I can't imagine you get to any of them, but it's, it's, it's worth the watch. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm just reading through that. It was called a, uh, The King of Kong, a fistful of quarters. A fistful of quarters.
1: (laughs) And there's no reason, Steve, there's no reason it should be interesting. There's no reason it should be as compelling as it is. But you're rooting for the good guy, and you hate the bad guy, and... It's just it, Yeah, they d- won a bunch of awards and like I remember yeah. when
0: it came out and people talking about it, it was just one of those ones I ran out of time to watch.
1: I just love the, the, the picture that go the poster. It's just the guy sitting at the console from the back with his fist up. I just I always remember that clear because it's just all white background and that's all it was. And it's the King of Kong. All Billy right. Mitchell is the quintessential villain too. He's so good to hate. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. But, I mean, other than that, like, we start talking about movies based on video games. They mostly suck. Resident Evil sucks. Like, it doesn't capture the game. Silent Hill is the only one that I even have a soft spot for. But the rest are all kind of garbage. But as long as you go in knowing they're garbage, you can have fun with some of them. Like right. Rampage. Right. But What about Tomb Raider? I don't... The new one's okay. But the, gonna... the Angelina Jolie ones are kind of... Like, it's... I think video games are running into the same thing that comic books... At the time, like when comic books first started getting adapted, they didn't get them. You know what I mean? Like they were just seen as cash grabs and they were were seen as lowbrow entertainment where video games are just kind of... They're usually done on the cheaper end. They they kind of push they more product placement. They're more just about generating money versus actually making quality films. So right. eventually I think they will. Because like The Last of Us and a few of the newer mo- or fewer new of the some of the newer games that have come out recently are pretty much movies anyway that take the medium very seriously. So just my opinion. And I've been wrong about
0: stuff, but no, I mean they're they're done like a lot of things in pop culture, which video games are. You know, they they try to milk as much of that, knowing that there's an arc there. Sure, you know, Fortnite might is not going to be around in its in its popularity for a long time. So, no. if you're going to make a movie about Fortnite, make it now and do it now as quickly it. as possible. Right, Agreed. Minecraft, same type of thing. All right, well, that was a good that was a good episode. We got into a we got into a lot there. <laughs> There's a lot of of all over. I'm going to have too much coffee. Anyways, um, uh, this was good. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at MatchWits. That's W-I-T-T-S, MatchWits. Or go to our website, MatchWits.com. Send us a note. Send us an email. uh, Let us know what you like, don't like, what you want to hear. uh, Give us some feedback. Uh, If you're listening on iTunes or on on, uh, Google Play, make sure you rate us. Give us five stars, ideally, and provide us some feedback. Um, Until next time, this was good. I'm Steve. Uh, Chris is with me, and we will talk to you next time. Later, brother. Peace out. See ya.